quite unusual. Hello and welcome. Wait, let me do that again. Say it in the way that sounded. Why are we so mad at intros? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Oh, no, no, that was bad. Hello and welcome to the Quite Unusual Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Nicole Kelso. And that right I... over there. <laughs> <laughs> that thing over there. <laughs> sitting not by me at all. No, is, not even close. Is Noelle Krupa. That's me. I'm the thing. Were you going to say my name? Because I feel like you say my name when you introduce yourself. I have before, yeah. I, I don't know why. I I can't do introductions. I'm, I'm <laughs> terrible at it. <laughs> I get very nervous for some reason. Oh and God. then it's just, it's bad. It's an exciting adventure. I never know what you're going to say. I always call you Nicole Lanias. <laughs> and I always call myself Noel Krupa, so... Should we just swap? I'll be Nicole Lanias and then you be Nicole Krupa. Yeah, and Nicole Kelso just doesn't exist. She's not, no, she's not chaotic anymore. No. So, so how are you today on this rainy afternoon? <sighs> I'm okay. Um, I have a really stupid thing to say. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You know how, like, it's a total, like, old person trope? Like, Oh, it's raining out and my knees are hurting or yes. whatever. Like mm-hmm. people's joints can tell like the yes. weather or something or the future. Yes. Okay. My wrist. My wrist is hurting. <laughs> Not For real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Fucking I feel old. like we're fucking old, right? Yeah, but we're not even 30. So <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, over the weekend, um, I looked to the left, I guess, too aggressively. And I fucking <laughs> pulled a muscle in my neck. You wait. You so you looked to the left too uh-huh. aggressively, and uh-huh. you pulled your neck. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I laid on the floor for six hours <laughs> on Friday, alternating ice pack and heating pad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was. It was no joke. I fucking looked to the left and broke my goddamn neck. <laughs> Sounds like a wild Friday night, <laughs> alternating between hot and cold. <laughs> I like to hours. mix it up, you know. <laughs> oh gosh, I guess yeah. that's th- this is this is our lives now. This is just how my back hurts when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Dude, right? What's up with that? That's terrible. We're, it's I'm... not fair. All right, so um, let's talk about the topic today. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's okay. get into it. So this one is um. It's kind of like a story in a story in a story inside of a hollow earth. Okay, so it's a little podcast inception happening. I dig it. That's right. Yeah. So it's it's the hollow um the hollow earth theory. So I want to talk about um obviously the theory itself and then a couple mystic adventures that I Ooh. that's actually how I found this. They're pretty cool. Um, I want to talk about them and their search for the hollow earth. And then also the very first secretary of defense of the United States claims that he was inside the hollow earth. What? The very first secretary of defense. Yeah. So I want to talk about that too. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to talking. (laughs) Have you ever heard of hollow earth theory? Like, do you know what that is? I have. So I have heard of it, and I think it's extremely interesting. Um, 
I know some people believe that hell is in hollow earth and it's funny because as a kid I totally believed that hell was underground and that heaven was just in the sky yeah logic right it's that little kid logic yeah total kid logic but um I know that a lot of people say that creatures and cryptids come from hollow earth like bigfoot and such like that and that they've come from kind of like an alternate dimension inside of earth which I kind of like that idea Mm mm-hmm I definitely don't believe that there's like civilizations underground and hell, um, but I do think that things could come from um, tunnels and underground and stuff like that. I mean, not unlike, kind of like the movie Us. I don't know if you've oh, seen that movie. Yeah, I did see it. Like but how there's hole. like, yeah, like the doppelgangers that live in mm-hmm. like the tunnels and the cave systems like abandoned throughout the US, which is funny because I don't know if you've ever seen... There's like a meme floating around of one's a picture of like the cave system and like tunnel system of the U.S. And then there's another picture and it's a map of people who have gone missing without a trace. And it lines up like perfectly like the people missing line up almost exactly with like the cave system. Um, But I think that's apparently it's not accurate because the person who did it took out like all of the rest of the missing people so it just oh. makes it look like but there are the missing people like in that that area it's just not as extravagant right it doesn't so. line up perfectly but i have seen yeah. that actually i think you might have sent it to me yeah it's super creepy in like a whoa it, dude moment yeah if it were real but it's it was altered so womp womp. <laughs> can't believe anything you read on the internet these days <laughs> Yep, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, when I was Googling Hollow Earth, I went down like a really dark Reddit hole. Of just people that actively believe this. <laughs> well, I mean, there are other things people believe that are even wackier <laughs> than this. So, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Right. So, you you know, like a lot, it seems like, which is cool. Um, Hollow Earth mm-hmm. theory is literally the theory that the earth is hollow mm-hmm. and that there's like either like another mini planet in there or like um like gravity's reverse and people are like like our feet would be lined up with like the people in there like their feet like everything's concave mm-hmm. um Whoa. yeah which is sort of like a fun image but that's basically it like the theory is that the earth is hollow and there's a bunch of shit down there that no one wants us to know about Mm-hmm. Although the idea of a subterranean landscape shows up like countless times throughout mythology and ancient folklore, mm-hmm. um, this hollow earth theory was first thought of in like a scientific way, like as a scientific possibility by Edmund Haley in 1692. And Edmund mm-hmm. Haley, you know Haley's Comet? Yes. He is the one that like found Haley's Comet. That's so weird that you just brought up Haley's comment because my husband and I were literally talking about the band Shinedown yesterday and their song uh, Second Chance and they have that line I just saw Haley's comment sorry for interrupting but it's just like I don't know it's a weird synchronicity for me that's happening right now so dude my boyfriend and I were just talking about synchronicities yesterday are you serious yes it's creepy right okay oh this God. is getting it's getting so weird it's like we know each other or something i know it's like we're friends and have a podcast together <laughs> that would be weird 
So, so the theory of the hollow earth was definitively proven to be false, like less than 50 years after this Haley guy was like, this is science. The earth is hollow. And someone just slapped that out of his hands and was like, no, remember gravity? It's not real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was proven almost immediately to be false. Um, most commonly, like the underworld, how you mentioned like hell or mm-hmm. like an afterlife. A lot of times cultures think that that exists literally inside of the planet. So that's there. And then interestingly, um, a few cultures believe that their ancestors actually emerged from an underground world, like out of cave systems or like fissures in the ground and then chose to live above ground instead of inside the earth. Mm -hmm. So Haley had theorized that the earth was made of a hollow shell and there were two inner shells complete with separate atmospheres, sort of like those Russian nesting dolls. Ah, okay. And then some people say that there's even stars, like sun-like stars, located inside the planet that provide light from, like, for the people that live inside the Earth. So sort of Mm -hmm. just like the opposite of what we're doing out here, just contained inside there. That's pretty wild. But honestly, that theory makes more sense to me than the idea that the Earth is flat. Oh, boy. So, and we have a... We know there's a bunch of people that actually believe in that. So, Dude, it's insane how many people think the Earth is flat. I know. And honestly, the hollow Earth theory to me makes more sense than the flat Earth theory. Right? I just don't understand. Have they never been in an airplane? What do they think happens to the sun? <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand I any of the flat Earth stuff. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There's also like this weird crossover of people. When I was looking this up, people think that the Earth is shaped like sort of like a cereal bowl. So it's flat at the top and then rounded at the bottom and then also hollow. What? That that just I'm like you can't have <laughs> no, you can't have everything, guys. Pick No. Pick a deranged theory. Pick a fucking shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many theories of what the earth is shaped like and it's sort of like I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, does it fucking matter? <laughs> People get hung up on this. I like, mean, the Earth is actually a trapezoid. And it's like, okay, if it is, so what? <laughs> right. Does that mean if you, like, walk to the point, you're going to fall off? I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't try it. They should. Ooh. <laughs> they should all try it. So another um, popular theory is that the Earth has, like, these large holes at the North and South Pole. The sizes of these holes range based on who you're talking to. Some people say it's like 1,200 miles wide. Some people think it's like a little cave or a volcano that you have to like go into. Hmm. So that's sort of fun. And then later in the episode, we'll talk about more theories and stuff. And then I I sent you some pictures that Mm -hmm. are like diagrams of the hollow earth. And I'll put those on um, Instagram too so people can check that out. Okay. Now I want to talk about this super fun couple that spent like a lot of people's money looking for the entrance to the hollow earth. And I'm sort of obsessed with these guys. They're amazing. Okay. Their names are Helena and Nicholas Rorick. And they were searching for this place called Shambhala. Have you heard of that? Um, I haven't really like looked into it, but I know that uh, like there's like an unofficial map of hollow earth. And I know that that city 
is like on there. Yeah. So basically the cities inside of Hollow Earth have like a thousand different names. So Shambhala is just mm-hmm. one of them. And these people, the Roe Riches, remind me of Rasputin. Oh. Yeah. Like they're sort of mystic, sort of spiritual. They have this just innate ability to align themselves with people in power. They're also from Russia. So there's that too. Mm. And then they're sort of like okay. hucksters or like flim flam people, you know. What what the hell is a huckster? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that word used before. <laughs> like a con man. Okay. You've never heard huckster? A huckster? Did I make that up? No, I've n- never heard it. Oh. I don't know. Okay, well, maybe I made that word up, but I feel like, I don't know. Now I have to. I mean, it sounds like it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Now I have to Google a huckster and see if that's a real word. Thanks. It is a real wor- word. It's a person who sells small items either door to door or from a stall or a small store. Oh, then I guess I had the definition wrong, but they're con men, basically. <laughs> Let's just call them hucksters. I like it. I like it. So these (laughs) hucksters were a married couple from Russia, and they had escaped before the Soviet Empire took over, and they moved to the United States. Nicholas, the Mm -hmm. husband, he was a really, really famous painter. And um, he, like, wrote a bunch of books, and he was an archaeologist, and then his wife was also a writer and sort of like a well-known philosopher at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Both of them were extremely influenced by Eastern religions and ideals. They both ended up actually converting to Buddhism later in life and raising their children as Buddhists. And then they found Hmm. a new code of ethics based on Buddhism that they believe merged Eastern and Western philosophies. Mm -hmm. Okay. So while they were living in New York City, Helena claimed to have received a telepathic message from a spiritual being called Master Moria telling her to seek an underground city that was in the mountains of tibet oh okay yeah so these little wild yeah just a little bit so they're in new york um like incoming call comes straight to her brain this guy's like hey have you heard of the himalayas you gotta go there there's a city you're gonna want to see it and so they get all this funding from the u.s government somehow Mm-hmm. And they have this thing called the Central Asian Expedition, which is basically they were trying to, quote unquote, like unite all of like the Eastern countries under this one Central Asian, not democracy, but like kind of meeting club situation. Mm-hmm. So under the guise of this Central Asian Expedition, in December of 1923, Nicholas and Helena Rorick were accompanied by spies from the USSR from spies from england occultists from the united states and then rebels from mongolia and they all traveled together to india wow isn't that quite the motley crew russian and english spies (laughs) american occultists and rebels sounds like the plot to like an expedition movie or something yeah i think indiana jones was there too but i i only saw him in one picture so (laughs) So here is where they started their secret search for Shambhala in the hidden world inside of the earth. So they started their search in India? Yeah. So they start in India and then they end up traveling basically all through Asia. They make this weird stop off in Russia and then they end their travels back in India later in life. Okay. 
So Shambhala is a kingdom believed by Buddhist and Hindu religions to exist on both like a spiritual and a physical plane of existence. The belief mm-hmm. that Shambhala's physical existence is so strong throughout Asia that a lot of countries like in the West believed it was an actual physical place as well. And once word mm-hmm. of the expedition reached like basically all corners of the globe, the Chinese and Russian governments reached out to also give financial backing to the Rowriches. Hmm. Most of the officials from like all these various countries and like the spies and stuff had hoped to reap mm-hmm. untold rewards from the mystical city. Like there were supposed to be like really advanced weaponry, um, cures for like all ailments. The Fountain of Youth was supposed to be in there. Basically, it was supposed to be like a utopia. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds to me like they were looking for Wakanda from Black Panther. Yeah. Like, you know, that they're like hidden world where they have all of this like advanced weapons and um, they can like uh, cure everything. And I mean, it would be super dope if a place like that actually existed. But that's just what it reminds me of. Well, a lot of people think it does exist. And I was looking up some art of Shambhala and that's basically what it looks like. Like beautiful, like jungle, um, all these exotic animals, just super high tech. It's pretty cool. Nicholas Rorich kept a detailed journal and created these extraordinary paintings to sort of provide a look into their journey to Shambhala. And as the group traveled mm-hmm. towards the Himalayas, where the opening of Shambhala is said to be, Nicholas's journal entries became super vague, and he was sort of unable to properly describe the beauty he was seeing, is what he wrote in his journals mm-hmm. a lot. So it was just so beautiful that he couldn't describe it or that it was he was like getting confused. It sort of seemed like both. So in the beginning of the travels, he was super detailed about like what he saw, like even describing like the sort of snowflakes that he would see in the Himalayas. And then as he got closer to this Mm -hmm. Shambhala, it's kind of like, I don't know if he gave up a little bit, but he was like, oh, it's too beautiful. I can't even write about it. And then just sort of left it at that, which is sort of strange to me. Yeah, well, they. I think there's also a theory that, um, like in alien, like alien stuff. Well, when they like make you so you can't remember because they don't want you to remember. Oh. So maybe it was like that type of thing. Yeah, that could be, because even like his paintings, he was painting what he was seeing the whole time. And I sent you some of those mm-hmm. too, so you can see. Um, so his paintings, yeah. as they get closer to where Shambhala is supposed to be, they become like more colorful and sort of esoteric. And he describes, like, these deep caverns with walls lined with gems and gold and these large underground temples. And in one, he even depicts a king of Shambhala. So these paintings are from what he saw? Supposedly. On his expedition? Yeah. Yeah. And as they get closer to Shambhala, they become, like I said, more brightly colored and just more, like, I don't know, almost more mystical, like, the way that they look. Mm Mm-hmm. So in 1927, communication with the Rowriches was completely lost. Like, their party just went completely silent for an entire year, and they were presumed to be dead. Whoa. So for an an entire year, there was no communication with this expedition group. Yeah. And before that, a bunch of people had kind of given up and, like, gone home, and they had met, like, a lot of really bad circumstances going towards Shambhala. Like, there was one point Mm -hmm. where just a bunch of their horses ate quote-unquote poisonous grass and died or like people were dying and it was just people were going blind from like looking at all the snow all the time 
Whoa, so it was like a cursed expedition. Yeah, it gave me like Tutankhamun Whoa. vibes. Hmm. Creepy. Okay. Going blind from looking at snow. Yeah, it's called snow blindness. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. People get it when they climb like Mount Everest and stuff, so you have to wear sunglasses. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. The Rorichs were found in a Tibetan detainment camp, but only five months mm-hmm. of this whole missing year could like officially be accounted for. So no one knows what they were doing for the rest of that time. Nicholas claimed that high in the mountains, an old-time believer, which is what he called this man, had shown them mm-hmm. the entrance to the Hollow Earth Kingdom, but it had been piled high with rocks and boulders, so they couldn't actually access Shambhala. I've I've heard that too, that the they cover the whole the entrance with like giant rocks and boulders i've heard that theory as well so this old time believer told them that he would personally reopen the entrance once quote humanity became pure and until then Mm -hmm. humanity could quote only hear the echoes of chanting coming from shambhala wow well if that's true the entrance will never be open because people effing suck (laughs) right we're never gonna be pure enough to go to shambhala i wonder yeah, I wonder what the echoes echoes of their chanting. I wonder. It almost sounds like a could. taunt to me. Yeah, like this is what you could have, but you're choosing not to. Yeah, I don't know. Crazy. So the Rorichs walked away from having gotten like super close to this hidden city. Um, they could nearly mm-hmm. touch the hidden Hollow Earth Kingdom of Shambhala, and it's just sort of like a mm-hmm. so close but so far away moment. Right. So that's so if I'm following here, the Rorics and the other people of this group, uh, they just stopped communicating to the people who paid for the expedition. Then they were found in this Tibetan detainment camp, but they didn't know who they were while they were at this camp or they just didn't. um, They just found themselves in this camp and they didn't know how they got there. So they didn't ever say how they got there. They were basically picked up and detained in Tibet. Because at the time, Tibet was closed to everyone but the people in Tibet. This was right before it became occupied by Britain. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they were super leery of people, like foreigners, going in and out of Tibet. Because they just didn't, kind of didn't want to mess with any of that. They wanted to be by themselves. So they were all Mm -hmm. detained. So for this entire year that they're gone. Five months out of this year, we know for a fact that they're in this detainment camp. Mm-hmm. And then the other months that can't be accounted for, supposedly they had found this hollow city, hollow earth kingdom mm-hmm. of Shambhala, and they just mm-hmm. weren't able to access it. So that's their story, but we just don't know. Mm. Or what if they were able to access it, but then when they left, their memory was wiped, so they just thought that they weren't able to access it. Because you said there was, like, how how long of a time that they couldn't account for? Seven months. Like, a seven mm-hmm. months? Yeah, so. Hmm. Right, five plus seven. Could just be 12. wiped from their memories. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. it could. <laughs> I'm bad at math. Yeah, it, I mean, that could be. I really like that theory, because... You always hear that with aliens, like they don't want you to remember what you saw. They wipe your memory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about a man that claims to have actually been inside the hollow earth and totally remembers it? Um, you know that I do. Okay, so this man named Admiral Bird, he takes his trip to a place called Agartha, which is just another name for the hollow earth kingdom. 
So it's so Agartha and Shambhala are the same or are they two separate? They're sort of the same. Um, People believe that both of them exist inside the hollow earth. Mm Shambhala is more of like a spiritual thing to Buddhists and Hindus, where Agartha is more of like an esoteric, like this is what is for a fact in hollow earth, according to people. Okay, got it, got it. And I just have to say, Admiral Richard Byrd is like the coolest fucking person ever. He's this old-timey aviation pioneer. Think, like, the goggles on the head, like, the the leather cap, like, his, like, shirling coat and, like, a little biplane mm. situation. Yeah, I was going to say he sounds like I picture him with a super rad mustache and, like, a wearing a tasteful scarf. <laughs> Definitely tasteful with, scarves. With all of... With all of the other things that you just said. Oh, absolutely. And, like, a cool, like, little aviation pin and, like, mm, yeah, yes. pretty cool guy. So he's an explorer. He was a Navy officer. He basically explored all of Antarctica. He discovered the largest volcano in Antarctica, which I didn't mm. even know there was a volcano. Neither did I. Yeah. And he was also the first Secretary of Defense. Oh, and, of course, he claims that he went inside the Hollow Earth. Wow. That's he's like a pretty, a pretty good source for somebody who has claimed this. Right. Secretary of Defense. Yeah. So he's insane. I mean, at this time, he's a Navy admiral. So he's probably going to be like a pretty. What's the word? Reputable person to talk to about this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would trust him if he said it, I guess, especially during this time, like during the 40s. I don't know. Why would he lie? Right. Yeah. So in the early 1800s, there was this man named John Sims, and he published a paper stating that he believed that there was a 1,200-mile wide gateway in the North and the South Pole that served as an entrance to the hollow Earth. So basically, the Earth is like a large cylinder, if you will. Okay. But John Sims died before he was able to actually test his theory, and then luckily, along came a little bird. (laughs) In 1946, Admiral Byrd flew to the North Pole on a record-setting flight. He did all these flights to the North and South Pole to try to get there as fast as he could and sort of explore and stuff. And on this one Mm -hmm. specific trip, he kept a diary, and the entries are incredible. I would say they're quite unusual, actually. (laughs) Oh. So in one entry from February of that year, He claims that his plane had been tracked by a saucer-shaped aircraft, commandeered mid-flight, and then landed for him in the center of the Earth. So it landed in front of him? Like, while he's on the plane? No. Or it landed his plane? It landed his plane for him. Like, it took him in, like, a tractor beam situation. Oh, wow. And pulled his aircraft into the hollow Earth and landed it for him. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So he said that he entered the land of Agartha, which is the kingdom of the hollow earth. And when he got Mm -hmm. out of his airplane, he was met by the ambassadors of the people there. He said that they were really, really Mm -hmm. nice. Um, They spoke English somehow. And they asked him to speak to the leaders of like the United States and relay their sentiments right. and sort of give them like the word of what's going on down there. So they're using him as kind of like you relay this message to 
your like government on earth type of thing exactly so the people of the hollow earth were worried about the atomic bombs that had just been used a year prior in world war ii and Mm. they wanted to ensure that this practice would cease for the future oh yeah so i'm going to read you a quote from a journal entry as told from a man that bird describes as quote unquote the master of agartha so he says the master says Our interest rightly begins just for after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the Flugelrads, is what they're calling these, Hmm. to your surface world to investigate what your race had done. You see, we have never interfered before with your race's wars and barbarity. But now we must, for you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for your man, mainly that of atomic energy. Our emissions have already delivered messages to the power of your world, yet they do not heed our warning. Hmm, that's some intense shit. So if there was one thing that I feel beings from either another world or from space or whatever, if there was one thing that they would interfere with us on Earth, it would definitely be atomic bombs, like the use of atomic bombs. And it's kind of creepy that he says it's power that is not for your man. I know. And he capitalizes man and race. Wow. Which I think is interesting because it's sort of like an us versus it's, them thing. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that he that they say that they sent people out to spy on the human race. Like, what if they're still here? I mean, if there's people in the hollow earth, why would they not also come up here? come up yeah Yeah. and check and see what's going on right because if we explode the world that directly affects them too yeah exactly wow cool yeah i thought that was super neat and the way that bird described agartha he said it was sort of like a warm lush tropical climate he said that there was a humanoid Mm -hmm. race down there and they seemed both ancient and advanced so sort of like i don't know i'm getting like a jetsons feel from it Dude, it's Wakanda. Agartha is Wakanda. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, Agartha is supposed to be like a jungle full of exotic creatures. And he even said that there were like woolly mammoths and like these Mm -hmm. beautiful, like brightly colored birds flying through the sky and stuff. It's Wakanda. I'm telling you. I believe it. I want to read you (laughs) one more um, entry from Bird's Journal. Okay. So a year later, he had said, this is a quote from the journal. I have just attended a staff meeting at the Pentagon. I have stated fully my discovery and the message from the master. All is duly recorded. The president has been advised. I am now detained for several hours, six hours, 39 minutes to be exact. I am interviewed intently by the top security forces in a medical team. It was an ordeal. Then he uses four exclamation points. So it was a huge ordeal. That's a four exclamation point ordeal right there. That's that's intense. (laughs) He says, I am placed under strict control via the national security provisions of the United States of America. I am, all caps, ordered to remain silent in regard to all that I have learned on behalf of humanity. Incredible. I am reminded that I am a military man and I must obey orders. Wait, sorry. So he's... Bird is currently detained 
for the information that he knows about Agartha, but they're letting him write in his diary about what's happening to him. <laughs> right? It seems a little bit off. That it, Yeah. Especially because he capitalizes, he's ordered to remain silent, but now he's just not being silent at all in his diary. <laughs> and they let him keep it? Yeah. I mean, from what I saw, they let him write whatever he hmm. wanted, and he just couldn't talk oh. about the Hollow Earth anymore. Like, he couldn't, because he was telling oh. people, like, there's, these, there's mm-hmm. this race of advanced people inside the Earth, and, I mean, he's an admiral in the Navy at this point. He isn't yet the Secretary right. of Defense, but he will be soon. So this is before mm-hmm. he was even... That is interesting, because he claimed, he claimed this before yeah. they even made him Secretary of Defense? Yeah, so at this point, he's an admiral, but he's just sort of an explorer. So he's working uh-huh. with the Navy, but he doesn't work well as Secretary of Defense. Then, then they had to have believed him because if somebody comes back from an expedition or something and they're like, hey, I saw this other world. They gave me mm-hmm. this message to relay back. And it, it sounds pretty crazy, right? But then if you if, if they actually truly thought that he was crazy, why the hell would they make him the Secretary of Defense? Right. It's, I almost feel like they said, all right, if you don't talk about this anymore and you don't tell anyone anymore, we will make this position for you called, mm, I don't know, Secretary of, what do you want, Defense? We'll do that. <laughs> Secretary of Defense? It's all for you, Bird. Just shut up about the people in the planet. Yeah. Or they really truly believed what he had said and they were like, you're the only one who has actually been here and who has spoken to these people. So you have to be like the head person kind of in charge if they ever were to come and like attack us yeah. or, you know, because well, he, he like has the most experience. Yeah. yeah, he's got the most experience. Exactly. Yeah. Which also another sort of fun fact about this is that he was part of a government project called the Majestic 12, which I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're basically like the actual hmm. men in black. I have never heard of the Majestic 12. It's crazy. So the Majestic 12 is made up of 12 members. He was supposedly a member of this, although there's no official documentation of it. Of course. Um, But this Majestic 12 membership group situation was formed the year that Bird's Hollow Earth stories were silenced by the U.S. government. And I don't think that's a coincidence. So what year were they... He, in 1946, he went to... Mm-hmm. So this was 40. He claimed to have gone to Hollow. This was the following year that the government told him, you can't talk about this anymore. This never happened. And this... Totally classified all this information. And then they gave him this little project called Majestic 12. Okay. The, the, this is very creepy because you said 1947 uh-huh. was when the Majestic 12 was created. Mm-hmm. Um, If you remember... From last week's episode, yeah. 1947 is also when Roswell happened. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that they created the, this like Majestic 12 men in black type. <laughs> no. Right after Roswell happened and all of this. Oh my no, gosh. the mid- crossover. Exactly. I know. And I totally screamed out loud when I was reading this. Because <laughs> I had no idea when I was doing this research that it would have tied into last week's episode. So that's super yeah. fun. Um. But yeah, the Majestic 12 is basically, like I said, the men in black. So they took over everything Mm -hmm. that was 
extraterrestrial, um, anything alien, anything mythical, like couldn't be explained. They got it. Kind of put the gabash on it and it figured that out for the government. That's all. I would love to have that job. That would be so fun. Everyone wants that job to be part of. To be part of the men <laughs> right? in black. So cool. Yeah. So let's talk about some super fun hollow earth theories because there's like 85,000 of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the main theory that I saw is that all life forms come out of the earth, like out of the hollow earth. And mm-hmm. that includes humankind. So everything started inside the earth and then kind of made its way to the surface. And here we are. Well, that that's kind of true in a sense, because if you believe in evolution, people basically grew from the earth. Right. It's So that's kind of kind of like a true theory. Yeah, like the whole primordial ooze situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one is that the hollow earth is full of giants. The climate in the hollow earth is supposed to be perfect for growing life forms. It's supposed to be like hmm. a true utopia. Everything is perfect. And humans, Mm -hmm. supposedly, that live in there are 15 feet tall. The trees are thousands Mm -hmm. of feet tall. All animals and plants are just, like, perfect specimens. And when you eat them, it gives you, like, the perfect amount of nutrients that your body needs. Wow. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, some people think that Bigfoot is a species from Hollow Earth. So, and he's super tall. That's true. So, And I've also heard um, the theory that fairies come from Hollow Earth. And they're sometimes seen as very tall in lore as well. They're not always like the little pixies that you think of. Yeah. The world of like the fae is supposedly down there too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's like any theory of anything sort of mythical or mystic can be tied directly into the hollow earth theory. Hmm. Some people say that the aurora borealis is actually light that escapes from the hollow earth. And that's why it's above the south and north pole. Mm, that's I can get behind that because I've seen the Northern Lights and they truly are magical. So I I, I can believe that. That one actually makes the most sense to me. It's in, <laughs> it does. It's in the right area. If there are these holes in the poles, oh, holes in the poles, mm. then holes in the poles. obviously light would escape and obviously it would be magic light, don't you think? I absolutely think. Another one of these that I really love is that the humans that are inside of the hollow earth came from the future saw the state of humanity and decided to just peace out and go inside of the earth and live in like an underground utopia instead of living out here with the rest of us uh well i don't blame them um (laughs) take me with you i want to live in hollow earth sorry you're not tall enough damn it (laughs) also there's all these theories about aliens and ufos like all the the UFO footage you see comes directly from inside the planet and not actually from outer space. Hmm. Oh, I've heard, I've heard this theory too. I've heard that aliens um, are rumored to have a base inside of earth and that they come from inside of earth and not from outer space. I think it's just extremely possible that aliens could potentially have like a subterranean base, but I don't, I still like to think that they come from space. Yeah, I like the whole space theory, too. But you know those spacecrafts, I guess, like the alien spaceships that look like Tic Tacs? Yeah. 
I almost feel like they're made perfectly to fit inside of the hollow earth. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of thinking that right now. That make yeah, that that would make sense. I mean a, a tic tac shape would fit better than like a flying a saucer. So maybe. But Bird said it was a saucer. Okay, so did I mention dinosaurs yet? You haven't mentioned dinosaurs, no. <laughs> Supposedly <laughs> all the dinosaurs are inside of the earth. So <laughs> so they just never died? No, no. Some of them died. And then some of them went okay. inside of the earth. Oh, and that's okay. I was going to say are. because cause that's wrong because we have proof that they died because we have their bones. So. Well, some of them died okay. according to the people of the internet. Some dinosaurs died, and then the super smart ones were like, goodbye, and they just totally went inside of all these caves and caverns into the hollow Mm. earth. So it's just full of dinosaurs. Okay. All right. And of course, all the Nazis went inside of the earth, according to the internet. Oh, God. Fucking. Why do Nazis always come up in our stories? I feel like every single conspiracy theory has to do with Nazis. Yes. Absolutely. I saw so many things on Reddit and I was just like, okay, that's enough internet for me today. People (laughs) say that Hitler did not kill himself in the bunker, that Big H went underground and he's just controlling things from inside of there. Did you just call Hitler Big H? (laughs) (laughs) The Big H, man. (laughs) Dude, they wouldn't, okay, if Hollow Earth really is a thing, they wouldn't let Nazis in. Come on. I don't know. I would hope not. You think they would? Well, okay. They wouldn't. It's supposed to be like a utopia. So I would hope not. Yeah. But Nazis are like cockroaches, man. Like, they just won't go away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't believe that they let Nazis in. If they're not going to open until, Amer- or until the world is pure, they're not letting Nazis in. There's no way. Look, I don't want to talk about Hitler as much as the next guy. Unless the next guy's a Nazi. But, I don't know. All this is pretty ridiculous. So I'd say if there's dinosaurs, there's probably Hitler riding around on a dinosaur in the hollow earth. <laughs> See, it would make sense if it were hell. If hollow earth were actually hell. <laughs> that's, then yeah, Hitler's down that's there That's another for sure. theory. You know like Dante's Inferno with like all the layers of hell? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. supposedly another theory that the further down you go, the more hellish it is and the smaller like the circle of hell is for like the worst people. Mm, so okay. that one seems pretty rooted in religion to me. Yeah. Which shockingly, totally. a lot of the theories are rooted in religion. Well, I mean, religion kind of ruled everyone back in the day. That's so That's true. I even found um, someone was trying to sell a vacation package to take a trip to the hollow earth. <laughs> It's a hollow earth. Yeah, I sent you a picture of this. It says reserve your spot today. Voyagehollowearth.com. It costs $20,950. Oh. What? Unfortunately, it was canceled. <laughs> Wonder why. Mm-hmm. But. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great. So the first day you depart from Russia, you have to take care of okay. your own airfare, which I think is a little ridiculous. It, it's not included in the $20,000 price. No, the $20,950 oh, okay. deposit. No, it is not included. $950. Mm-hmm. It's so random. Okay. <laughs> so you leave from Russia. You go to the North Pole. You spend a whole day at the North Pole taking selfies with penguins. 
And then you just dip down into this hole and you're in the hollow oh, earth. Okay. You get 10 days and then in hollow and earth. And then you have to then go you back. Come back. Home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was canceled. It's um, super sorry about that. June. June 26, 2007 to July 19, 2007 are the dates. <laughs> so this happened in 2007. Yes. Unfortunately, wow. like I said, it was canceled. I'm so sorry. All of your deposits are non-refundable. Uh, you know that there's some idiots with money who probably paid for that, too. There have to be. There has to be. I bet there were so many people that fucking paid for this vacation. <laughs> If people went to Fire Festival, oh. people were trying to go to Hollow Earth. <laughs> I'm just saying. The Hollow Earth, the voyage to the Hollow Earth is the original Fire Festival. <laughs> you heard it. Oh your man. Voice. They get there at the North Pole and there's just like tents set up with like just cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they spend there. And like a piece of lettuce. And uh, you just have to be there right. for ten days and then your parents come and take you home. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Part of me wants to believe in this hollow earth thing because, I mean, I believe in aliens. There has to be something else out there. Mm-hmm. And then I remember right. about gravity. And then I remember. <laughs> and then I remember that people dig holes that are like 7,000 yeah. miles into the ground and then, yeah. There's nothing in there. You, you have to, yeah, you have to remember science. I know a lot of people, especially nowadays, are tending to forget yeah. about that mm-hmm. little thing that exists but it's it's real science is real guys a little thing called science (laughs) little thing so i wanted to ask you nicole Mm -hmm. what do you think throwing science out the window goodbye science in your heart's heart what do you think hollow earth would look like uh well i mean i've already said it it's it's gonna look like wakanda from black panther you think it's they've got all the technology and they've got mammoths and just beautiful people who aren't uh, aggressive they're like advanced you know it's totally Wakanda you... that's how I picture I like that one I think it mm-hmm. it's sort of nice it's like you want some sort of yeah. utopia do you yeah, think that there's sure. like a sun or like a light source or an atmosphere I don't, you know, hypothetically, of course. I, I actually, I kind of picture it as like another dimension type of thing oh. where it doesn't have to. If we're throwing science out of the she's window, gone. I she's like to here. picture it. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> I like to picture it as like an, an alternate universe dimension type of thing. So all of the rules of it needing to have all that is just kind of gone and it just kind of exists, you know? Kind of like like how you said like the the fae mm-hmm. like fairyland or where they live. Mm-hmm. That's how I envision that, and I like to think it's like all kind of like in the same area. I like that. I feel like that's the ideal hollow earth situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then another part of me just gets real dark about it, and thinks, <laughs> you know, when you go oh, no. like deep down into caves, or not us. But like spelunkers or cave divers or whatever they're called. Yes. Um, yes. Cavers. Yes. Cavers. Are we still saying cavers in 2020? I I guess we are. Well, when the cavers go into the caves and they find like all these weird animals that have like 85 legs, or like like millipedes and yeah. shit, or like they don't have eyes 
or they glow yeah. in the dark or they have giant eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Part of me feels like if there is a hollow earth, if that's possible, mm-hmm. that it's just like a bunch of really messed up creatures that glow in the dark or have giant bat ears or yeah. like 85 legs and can walk on walls and <laughs> not a utopia at all. That's that's dark, man. I feel like it's <laughs> super dark. <laughs> I feel like it's more realistic if we're going to actually well, get into this. It's it's funny that you mentioned that. So to plug next week's episode, mm-hmm. um I guess sort of following this hollow earth theory, we're going to be talking about the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins. <gasps> so and it's funny that you just brought up like the dark creature hollow earth theory because there is a theory that these goblins came from hollow earth no way. and they're creepy yeah yeah so stay tuned for some weirdness next week wow well i can't wait to talk more hollow earth because this is the most ridiculous thing i have ever heard of <laughs> ridiculously awesome quite unusual cut that part i need to stop plugging the podcast during the podcast <laughs> they're already listening <laughs> yeah we already got them if they're listening continually at this point of the episode especially In the last two minutes of the episode they're just gonna turn it off <laughs> because you plugged it so i did too many plugs and they're out all right so that's everything i have for hollow earth what did you think I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that you tackled it because I've been wanting to do the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins for quite some time, and I didn't want to just, like, throw it in there without having discussed Hollow Earth yet, so I'm super happy that you started it off with the Hollow Earth theory, so. Cool. A little background information. It's a good lead-in. Yeah, a little little background. All right, cool. Well, then we will be here next monday to talk about the kelly hopkinsville goblins and if you like what you hear um please rate review subscribe to the podcast you can find us on facebook instagram twitter at quite unusual pod you can email us please send us your listener lore to quite unusual pod at gmail.com we love hearing from you guys and if you want to do more research into this hollow earth or if you have any theories We will put all the sources in the description of this podcast. Please stay away from Reddit. It is a dark and miserable place. (laughs) But they have plenty of Hollow Earth information, so I guess there's that. Yeah, so I guess, well, stay away from Reddit and celebrate the strange. Mm -hmm. But do keep it unusual. Bye. Bye.